0: i got lucas comstock on the show today this is the first time we've ever done something like this so lucas and i are just gonna run with it but he had uh,
1: hes out
0: no i think it's gonna be great he had commented on one of my linkedin posts just Mentioning how much the, the podcast has kind of helped him in the business, both in his personal life and professional life. And I'll, and I'll let you touch on that, Lucas, because yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But, you know, we, we do some cool things for our podcast listeners. Like if they mention us or, or direct message us, we try to send shirts or stickers or sometimes even a handwritten card, just thanking them for tuning in. Because honestly, we don't do the show to hear ourselves just talk. In fact, I never listen to old episodes, because I don't like to hear myself in my own voice. But the the reason why we do this is because we want to help not only elevate people's voices, but to make sure that that knowledge transfer is happening in the industry. Uh, So Lucas, I want to dig in and get right into it with you. But if you could just give us a, you know, 10 second overview of who you are and what you do.
1: All right, so I'm Lucas. We're from Southern Wisconsin. I own and operate JC Builders with my dad. He's been, I uh, started the company in 91, so 40 some years this year in business. We mainly focus Dang. on residential remodeling. And I came to work with him a little over about 12 years ago now, working full time and have just been nose of the grindstone and, uh, you know, trying to rebuild from the downturn in 08 and take us back to our former glory, but with a whole <laughs> lot more education now. So, so, yeah. I mean, that's about as raw as it gets. I mean, it's, that's, that's what we are. It was just me and him for up until the last two years. And we've been, um, you know, taking care of old debts and and cleaning up stuff. And, and, you know, we had moved in, we're in his shop and, or at, at his personal residence was our business office was in the basement nitty gritty and you know and, and I then like it we had our our workshop out in the basement or out in the out in the barn and just kind of have grown steadily every year since yep. I started coming to work with him
0: so now you guys are kind of in this rebuilding phase that you had mentioned you're four decades in which is pretty cool to hear yeah. But, you know, the, the overall theme of this, this little short episode, I, I don't even know what we're going to call it yet, but it's kind of around this theme of how the podcast has positively impacted you. Absolutely. So I think maybe let's just start off because you'd sent over some comments and texts and obviously it's it's helped in some ways and I, I want to try to bring that out. But like, so first and foremost, how, how did you even find the Bread to Build podcast?
1: So honestly, it was a couple months back or about a month ago, me and my wife were going on a trip. We took about a week away and I was just looking for some stuff, some filler, whatever, something to download on my phone that I could listen to on the plane. I didn't want to listen to music the whole time. And I, I would get motion sick if I read in the plane. So I'm like, a book is not an option. So I literally went into my Apple podcast and just, Typed in construction and your guy's name was the first one that came up, and I went in and just just kind of browsed through some of the some of the you know some of the titles and just hit download on a bunch of them and just Mm -hmm. then you know the the next day we got on the plane, ten minutes in after takeoff threw my headphones in first episode I listened to was number twenty seven with Tom from Mm. the contractor fight and that. That episode has been, that and a few other episodes have literally been the building block for my, I, I don't even know what to call it, a rebirth, maybe, of, of our Rebuild, business. Man. Like literally grabbing our business by the belt and dragging it behind me into the next generation. Like
0: Yes. So let's say breaking out of the comfort zone. Yeah. You'd you mentioned episode 27. That was your first podcast that you listened to. I, I got two questions here, but do you remember the top one, two or three episodes that just really hit at home with you? Obviously the episode 27 with Tom, but were there so, other ones that stuck out to you?
1: Yeah. So there was episode 27. I don't know the other one. I made a note of it. I don't remember which one it was. The one talking about the economy and like the state mm. of the, I don't the even John know. John Burns. Consulting. John Burns. Yeah, John Burns. Yeah. So good episode, two, those two were like the main ones that really stuck out to me. And then, and then with Sean Van Dyke and the breaking, oh, yeah. that that was a great episode. I mean, so it was breaking that contractor cycle, like, you know, or the craftsman cycle. For mm-hmm. me, those three episodes have literally been the basis for me in in all of this process
0: do you do you want to dig into any of those three episodes which one has had the most impact on you whether personally or professionally so
1: personally the episode with tom has been one of the biggest ones for me Mm. like and what things did you get out of that one So the stepping away from like one of the big points is like one of his, you know, whatever points about how he runs his business. I can't remember exactly the term that he used, but they're talking about stepping away from negative people, like excluding myself from negative situations. You know, obviously he had mentioned in there, you know, everybody has a bad day, but breaking that cycle of continuing to allow negative people in your life and That's on the personal end. His points about like setting up long-term goals and making them Mm. so they're just out of reach. So that way, if you fall a little short, you don't feel so bad about it. And you know, that, and then there was one one comment that he had made in there about just go for it. Like, don't Mm. think, think. just do it. Get out of bed, bed. get get up and go. Throw your boots on and and just make shit happen, and like those couple of points personally have been huge for me. And then on a professional end, the his sales process, like he his his you know the way he outlined a sales process in there, and talking is, is about is there
0: like, one like key takeaway there that like has really shifted things on sales for you?
1: The phone calls, like have a quick budgetary phone call with a customer. And I think one of the big points, I had a phone call last week and it was a small little job and the guy wanted to move whatever or was just doing a couple of upgrades. So over my career, I have followed in my dad's estimating and bidding footsteps and whenever we would do a job, he would bid it out and he would read me the spec sheet and say, how much do you think that would cost? And we've had a running game around here of I've been within about 5% of my just rough guess. So what we started, so we did that. But in that sales process, so knowing that I have that knowledge and that I know I'm pretty close, you know, I go in and run through the estimate, ask him like one point in there that he had mentioned was, hey, like what what does a completed project look like to you? Like paint me a picture and then shut my mouth. Mm -hmm. And let the customer talk. And Mm -hmm. And so I had that conversation, conversation, painted a picture, threw together a quick budget, you know, for him on the phone. He's like, oh, that's way too much. And then I said, okay, if you had to pick three things off of that list that were your ideal, you know, tell me about them. So I threw together that budget, got off the phone, put together a number, emailed it to him. I get an email back at 730 that night. Where do I sign and who do I send the check to? Nice. So it's taking what you guys talked about that day or in that podcast and putting it into action, and it worked. It was like, huh, all right, that's kind of cool,
0: dude. This is exactly why we do this. One, you made a comment about stop over analyzing analyzing things from from Tom's podcast. Like, just do it, dude. I shit you not, man. We would not be on this podcast. If Matt and I, when we first started, said we are going to record on X date or we're out, we were analyzing everything perfect setup, perfect mic, perfect guest, like all, dude, none of that mattered until we just tapped record and publish. And then it was a game changer from there. But again, this is not about me. It's about you because it's the podcast has obviously helped you. The other couple that you had mentioned, if you want to just like, quickly touch on them because there's a couple other things that I want to get to and chat with you about. Uh, But the Sean one, the, the, the craftsman cycle, how did things change for you from this? Because obviously you're an executor, you you listen to something and then you're implementing probably the day of it sounds like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was, so after kind of taking all of them into kind of play, I've been primarily, you know, managing our field for until we hired employees two years ago it was me and my old man. That was it. Mm. We were doing books. I taught myself chief, chief architect to how to do all of our drafting software. That was something that I discovered in a little stint at UW Stout, learned that drafting was that. But, but to the point, is it taking all of those things, I've been primarily in the field and mm-hmm. taking, breaking the craftsman cycle, you know, with, with Sean and then with Tom and his points on sales. And it's like that end of the business I really, I really enjoy and then it, with John Burns, those three have been kind of like the pillars of this, this growth for me. And, you know, having the fact that like, in, in what he told what John talked about was, you know, that we should be expecting in the remodeling industry, a, a mm. huge boom, or if not a boom, this. just a continued, you know, that people are gonna have equity in their house. Their, the prices have gone up. And they're going to have equity to use and they don't want to move because they can't afford a new loan. They can't afford a new mortgage. So utilizing and renovating the spaces that they have is something that we have been doing for 40 some years. Remodeling is our bread and butter. And like my old man always talks about, he asks every customer this, what's the three reasons you remodel? Location, location, location. You love your house. You love your neighbors. You love how close you are to the schools or whatever the case may be, it's your neighborhood. You don't want to move. Let's take what you have and make it your dream home. Hmm. So, I mean, that's been, I, I guess, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but that's what I got. For no, you. I
0: mean, I mean like that it's obviously your, your personal experience on your, your key takeaway. So however you're applying it, I, I did remember the thing that I was going to say, Lucas, is like, it's always refreshing. Like we, we, we do this podcast again, not to hear ourselves talk, but it's like, this is the biggest compliment in the world. Where you, you know, found those three episodes, kind of just out of randomness. Didn't want to listen to music on the flight. You listened yeah. to a couple, and then you're like, let me just try these ideas. That's that's exactly how I work too. Is like if mm-hmm. I if I get something that's like tangible, I want to try it and then iterate on as much as possible. Like that's true craftsmanship, really. But uh, it, it's just been that, that's like the coolest thing to hear. And and, and Matt would agree with this as well. as, it's cool. People saying like nice podcast, but it's even better when one, you comment on the stuff and you tell me like this whole story. I'm like, Oh my God, this person is awesome. Like I got to chat with him, and well, then, I but you're that. actually, you know, but you're actually getting a benefit in your business. And ultimately that's better than the compliments.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So thank you for that. Both of you. Obviously Matt's not here to be in this conversation, oh, but
0: thank you, man. Like you're growing your business. This is great.
1: Well, and yeah, so I mean like like based on that, I mean just on those things, like just to throw a few quick examples so we can move on to our other points is like so in those it's been, you know, I've stepped up my social media marketing game, you know, Mm, been throwing a lot more. So like on the you know, okay, so one of the so when I landed in Cancun and finally got internet back, I found Tom on podcasts and downloaded a couple of his, you know, his podcasts. And, and then I think I went and went to Sean's and a couple other, and I downloaded just a whole sure. bunch of them because I knew I was going to, this content was like eating me a <laughs> Went
0: down an absolute rabbit hole after this. Oh I man, it. it was terrible.
1: <laughs> like I just went and I was downloading everything because I just wanted to have a bunch of stuff on my phone. So yeah. it was like, yeah. like there's like so many points that like, I can't even like differentiate between like, okay, who said this or who did that? Sure. And it's like, it's like, it is what it is but- at this point.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What, what were some of those? I mean, you brought up, you kind of are, are thinking about like branding and marketing a, a little bit different now. And, and I'm a huge believer in this because I think there's so much, it's a blue ocean opportunity. Like if you can get decently well at branding and marketing and construction, uh, like you got a serious edge on a lot of people that are not even paying attention to it. Anyways, how is just, you know, everything that you've consumed, whether it's our podcast or, or just in general, like how is, how have you thought about branding and
1: marketing differently? So not only thought, but also put into play. I mean, it, just in the last month, like that trip was the first week of February. Like, mm-hmm. so this has been a couple of weeks. And so in that time, yeah. So I had, I like a, this. I'm fired up. We had a couple, I mean, I used to post on occasion on Facebook, but like even personal, like it was never a thing for me. I'm more focused on my work. Like I'm yeah. more focused on everything else. Being active on social media has never been a thing, but like listening to you guys and all the podcasts and everybody talk, it's like social media is the way to go. Like it's most times relatively free or, you know, cheap. And so, I mean, some of the things I put into play, like started doing more lives, like just walking around the job, mm. talking to the customers, you know, we got a Parade to homes house that we're building this year, you know, mainly we've been primarily remodeling, but this year we're building a new house. And so, you know, walking around the house and, you know, taking pictures of the progress and showing our followers and past customers and, and that kind of stuff. And it just shows our level, like, I'm not afraid to show off my, our framing. There's a lot of guys that want to cover that up as soon as they possibly can. You want to come in and do a walkthrough on my framing? It will blow your mind. Like, we have a level of that our customers have grown to expect and a level of perfection or excellence that they have grown to expect. And that that's something that we'll always continue to uphold. So... I mean, that, posting more videos, you know, I figured out how to schedule posts. That's been great. That's been really helpful in my end. And so just yesterday, I had, a, or throughout these videos, I had a friend of mine that approached me and said, hey, I've done a lot of, you know, I'm a social media, I do handle all the social media marketing for another company, a winery local. And, you know, I said, she reached out and was like, hey, would you mind, you know, you want to meet up for lunch and I'll show you some of the stuff. Great. So then my brain goes to, well, if she's going to show me this information, why don't I invite invite my plumber, my painter, my electrician, you know, all my guys that I work with all the time. Like, so we have a unified front. We look the same, we act the same, you know, Mm -hmm. they go from my page to my plumber's page. We're posting, Mm -hmm. you know, our jobs on Mm -hmm. each other's stuff, you know, having that, you know, community. And then, so, so that was supposed to be on Tuesday yesterday and she ended up getting sick so I mean I invited all my guys and said hey you know what come down for lunch I you know had lunch and went and bought a bunch of food and you know I was gonna have her teach or talk well then that got canceled so I ended up just turning it into an employee lunch. like hey everybody you know what we've hired two new people yeah. in the last couple of weeks like everybody let's come in let's sit down let's have a conversation So so that, that leads me into
0: my, my next question, Lucas, and I, and I
1: want to do this one before we get into the last thing
0: that I wanted to chat with you about. But if that's kind of changed things with the business, I mean, I mean, one of the things you were, you were mentioning and kind of, you know, taking care of the employees and everything, but you, you'd mentioned, you wrote up something to me of this concept of why you can't find employees. Is this kind of in parallel with thinking about marketing and branding differently?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it, it kind of is. So there's in in that there was one thing that I had down the rabbit hole of podcast downloading. There was one that Tom had talked about. You know, the main reason you can't find good employees is because it's not important to you. So literally, when we landed in Chicago and I finally got cell service back again, I posted bolt. I posted two job listings on our Facebook. Within mm. the next couple of days it got shared all over the place. And I got a pile of, you know, decent employees that applied. And then through that, we ended up hiring, not through necessarily through Facebook, but because somebody's seen it, they mentioned somebody to somebody that they know. And this guy contacted us. He came in, had a, had an interview with my dad. And then he came in, I had a phone call interview with him and just kind of got the feel for him. And I hired him on the spot. And then I was looking for a project manager, an office management position. I'd interviewed a couple mm-hmm. of people before. You know, it, it, nothing really went anywhere. And, you know, it was like, okay, what are we, what are we doing here? And then ended up finding through a friend of a friend of mine on Facebook scrolling through. She posted, Hey, if you know anybody looking for a job, shot her a message like, Hey, we need to have a phone call. We need we need to meet. Scheduled it, you know, a couple days later. FaceTime had a, you know, 20 minute meeting. She came in the next day, hired her on the spot. Like this is, these are my people. And like, I'm, it's a, like I've told every single one of them I'm hiring and this is stuff that I've picked up from the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. I'm hiring for who you are. I don't care what you know, like Mm -hmm. obviously in the technical end of things. Yeah. I care what you know, but we can train, you can train anybody as long as they're willing to learn. Yeah. And, With these two people, especially the the project manager that we just hired, I mean, her willingness to learn. I mean, we brought her in last week, and I literally threw her to the wolves. Like, like the quickest rundown on every system that she's (laughs) going to interact with I could do. Like, this is what you're going to be seeing. This is what you're going to be doing. Now, here's some real-life tasks and have at it. And she's been absolutely just blowing it out of the water and kicking ass like it's been amazing
0: one thing that i'm noticing about you lucas is as you're going through this rebuilding phase as you mentioned earlier is your ability to compress time you think about time different than a lot of people and i really think that's how that's how a lot of people win so like for example when you hear something on a podcast you don't wait 3 months to implement it like you're hopping <laughs> off the plane in Cancun thinking about writing up a plan and posting that job posting obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit but you're more on the spectrum of do it now why wait until later so I think that's like really
1: important and that, to
0: well want anyone in business but mm-hmm. seriously like the, the the concept of time can be so skewed
1: and that's been a personal growth point for me, honestly, like through all of this, that that can touch back to our point earlier about that personal growth. Like I was a big time procrastinator for a lot of years in my life. And, and it was, I think a lot of it goes back to like in this process has been, you know, second generation, third generation, generational builders, like you, everybody can relate to that, like living in your dad's shadow or living in your grandpa's shadow, like. You look at them and you're this young kid coming into the industry and they have this almost godlike aura in some aspect in your Mm -hmm. eyes because you've watched some of the projects like your post earlier on LinkedIn about like driving around looking at jobs. Like my old man, I used to ride around in the company truck with him and he'd drive me <laughs> all over the place. Look at yeah, the, I built yeah. that, I built Why does that, it take did so that. damn long to get home?
0: Well, that. we got to take the scenic route.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah, so you, you get this aspect, like, look at all of, look at what he's done or look at what, you know, my mom did or whatever the case may be. And it, and it turns into like, you're almost, you feel like you're living in this shadow. So like this process for me has been like, making my own way and taking this company and making it mine. I mean, there was, there was some times where it got real dark, like for both of us. And we were looking at ending the partnership and it was like, you know, how how is this going to play out long-term? I love what I do. You know, the, the building aspect, the creating things, the the dealing with our customers, like Mm -hmm. that is huge to me. We love that. A lot of our stuff goes back to developing a relationship mm. you know what and and the funny part is is a lot of some of our sales stuff is we go through and we tell our customers look we're gonna we're gonna sign a contract with you and then we're gonna collect the down payment and we're gonna get a divorce but everything is gonna be amicable we're all gonna love each other when it's done we're gonna co-parent great afterwards when it's over and then <laughs> then you want to do something else give us a call and we'll, we'll get married yeah. again and, and then we're there for you <laughs>
0: That's funny. Lucas, there's a couple things that I want you to, to touch on. And then we're going to always, you know, we're going to ask our famous question. What does bread to build mean to you? Because we can't record not, this and not ask that. It'd yeah, just be that. weird. But, you know, obviously, unless you're going to throw me a curveball, but obviously it sounds like you would recommend the podcast. So my next question would be, you know, for anyone either listening to keep listening regularly or someone that hasn't heard about us yet, why should they listen to the bread to build
1: podcast? That's a good one. Like it's a two, that's a twofold answer. You know, they should listen to it because the content is there, the the content. And it's a lot of us contractors are really simple individuals. We like working off to do lists. We like, we like a step-by-step. And if you dig deep enough into that stuff, it's there. Look beyond just the conversation. And in that, when you're listening, you know, picture in your head, like, okay, how can I put that into play? And, you know, what, what can I do to morph that idea into my business and into my brand? Like, one quick example for me was listening to you guys, I had this idea kicking around the back of my head of some more community involvement. This goes back to branding. And I came down a couple of weeks ago, was watching my kids. They came down, my parents bought my son a little toolbox kit for Christmas this year my son and my daughter were building this toolbox with my dad. And I'm like, I always love doing stuff like that with my dad. And then my head went to how many kids don't get, don't have a dad like that or don't have a family member that are handy. And then it touches back to what you guys talked about in the, you know, in, you know, promoting the trades and the labor shortages that we're having. Like mm-hmm. why not catch them when they're three, four five years old? And put plant that seed. So I literally burst that idea while they were finishing the toolbox. I jumped on Canva in my office and made up a flyer and plan an event based oh, off wow. of your guys conversations and tagged it building generations, like invite the kids wow. down, come down, build a toolbox. I got my painter who they're a third generation operation have them come down, let the kids paint the toolboxes with them. I got my electrician who is now his son's working with him, their second generation. I got my mechanic, their second generation coming down and like just set up a table and, you know, build a toolbox, paint it like and bringing that stuff into the community. So it's like taking those points from the podcast and like morphing it into Hmm. what can this do for me? And it's been a a just – a compounding I don't know if it's an issue or not because like you said I'm a like do it now person and and I've developed that in this personal growth cycle that I've been in so it's like I want to do all this stuff like right now I want to do this I want to do that but I can't because it's like all right I got to rein this back in a little bit and handle it one thing at a time
0: no, I, I mean, I, I can be the same way, you know, and that's been a process for me to learn too, because I get excited. I'm I'm more of a creative individual. So when I get ideas, I really want to try them out and iterate and see if they're worth looking into. But I think there's like what you said, there, there's definitely a balance between like, you know, sometimes new ideas come up, but you need to hit a certain level of depth and commitment on them to, to see them through. So it, it's all about striking the balance. But it sounds like, you know that's something that you've already acknowledged about yourself in our in our working at, which is good.
1: Well, on that that point, I mean, it go it goes back to like I had mentioned to I think it was either my wife or my mother in law, one of the two, of and I had said, you know, with this building generations event, I said I wanted to get just far enough into it that I couldn't back out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm going to make it live. I'm going to put this put this flyer together, and then I'm going to put it on my Facebook page because I know I'm going to feel worse. If I cancel it, then if I don't go through with it, so I know it'll happen if I can, if I just put it out there and see what happens. And we've had a great yeah. response. The community's been all about it and, you know, it's just tough, eating it up. And it's like knowing that, that I can pass that along to yeah. next generation. And, you know, and then my head goes through future plans and, you know, how many, sure. okay, is this going to be an annual thing? Am I going to run it twice a year? Is it going to be, am I going to get enough? you know, people that want to do it, that it's a, okay, I do one, one a quarter. And then, you know, you get a group of kids together and they, you know, this month they build one thing. The next month they build something else, turn it into a workshop. I don't know. The endless possibilities are endless, but.
0: See how far you can take it go, man. I got to ask you the trademark question. (laughs) What does bread to build mean to you, Lucas?
1: (laughs) So there's been a lot of thought into this. So try try to boil
0: it down in a couple of sentences. I'm going to challenge you
1: here. All right. It's two things for me. One, having the trades be so ingrained in me and in my upbringing that it transferred from just a job to a passion to, Mm. you know, waking up every day and being excited about going to work. So it's not just being born into building. It's being bred mentally and physically to excel at it and then the second one is you're building not just in an essence of building tangible things building community you know loving people for where they're at you know injecting positivity into my guys and in my family showing your kids the right way to do stuff and live and being the best role model for them and the community that I can be so leading by example That's Mm. what bread to build is to me. That's like the
0: whole reason why we started the podcast. It wasn't like, you know, bread to build. We're like, Oh, do we, do we like that? And you know, it's, I agree with you there. And that's the reason why we named it. That is like, you can be born into anything. It doesn't mean you enjoy it and you're excited about waking up. So that got me really excited when you said that, like enjoy waking up, you're excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's ultimately what bread to build is. It's, it's, it means developing yourself in all aspects of life so that you can keep building a legacy or whatever exactly. it is like just build something build yourself build buildings build your family whatever it is exactly. um, bread means you're you're just a craftsman at the end of the day you keep iterating and get better and getting better exactly. um, lucas I really appreciate you doing with, this with me. This was like yeah. not scripted at all. And this Nothing. was like just a off the whim idea of you commenting on the the LinkedIn thing or my post. And I was like, oh man, this would Let's be kind this. of a cool idea. I have no idea how this guy is going to do on video or audio. So like I'm over here, like crossing my fingers and knocking on wood, but you absolutely crushed it, man. I'll, I'll speak for Matt as well, but we're very thankful to have you as a listener because the biggest compliment again, is not just you commenting on a post or like giving us a shout out it's you taking information applying it into your business and actually seeing a difference that's ultimately what makes us happy
1: yeah it's that's been a it's been a huge a huge change for me and I mean you know there isn't there isn't one magical thing that you can just sprinkle it on and like my my dad before I came into this meeting said to me he's like you know the one thing, cause I kind of gave him a rundown of what we were talking about. And he said, you know what? He said, one thing that you need to make sure that you say is like, it's not just, there's a cure all for all of this. It's not like, you know, your business just magically gets better. It's getting up every day, putting in the time. And like our start time has been seven o'clock for a long, for, you know, the last couple of years, we, we bumped it up a little bit. And like, I've been getting in at five thirty six, taking that hour at the beginning of the day before anybody shows up. The office is quiet. My phone isn't ringing. I'm not talking to customers and doing some of that marketing, working towards mm. those goals. And then seven o'clock hits. I shut it off and I get to work and get back into the routine because there's so many. There's only so many hours in the day. We all get the same yeah. amount. It's how you put them to use.
0: I agree. Should we do? Do you, Do you stay for the full fast five
1: in, in our episodes? Do you
0: stay till the most, end? Most
1: Most of them I do, but they're tough because okay. because unless they're related. That's to- my kids or my business, or maybe potentially getting in a tree stand every once in a while in the fall. That's me.
0: So, so why don't we do this Lucas? Let's do a quick fast five. I I got some like random stuff pulled up on my sidebar. Uh, Let's just run through it. Let's do a fast five. There are five questions to be answered in a sentence or less. Are you ready? Yep.
1: Yep. Maybe
0: number one, if you could have one superpower, which one would it be? X-ray vision. Oh, nice. If you could switch roles with anyone in the world for a day, who would it be?
1: My dad, so I could see his view of me. I like it.
0: If you could build a project anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Right here. At home, I, I love my community. It'd be right here in Janesville.
0: Good man. Let's see oh, here. He's, he's digging. He's digging. He's finding a curveball. If you could meet one celebrity, which celebrity would you choose?
1: Hmm, that's a good one. Living or de- Living or deceased? That's a, that's a,
0: that is that's. entirely up to you, man.
1: Honestly, as a kid, I was a huge World War II buff. So like Theodore Roosevelt or, you know, even, I don't know, a lot of people have, a, you know, just just a president or somebody that was, you know, alive during that time. And like what that was like in living in that time. I like it.
0: And let's see here. One last one. I'm going to try to come up with something. What? Let, let's go with this one. It's a classic one. What's one thing that most people don't know about you?
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because I just got asked this because I got featured as, for our builder association, the young professionals in that for this coming month. My friends and family, like the people who aren't super close to me, don't know like that this personal growth journey for me has become... Something fully ingrained at who I've been or who I'm changing into in the last couple of years. And I was, you know, so so focused on work in my past life and how everybody knew me that like this has been a quiet passion of mine, like building my communication skills, you know, and, and building who I am as a person and setting that foundation for who I am as a person. And that is how I answered that question is. Is, is, is my personal growth journey has been more or less really quiet to those around me, but it's finally starting to gain traction and, and, and people are seeing that change in me in a, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah.
0: Well, well, props to you man for putting the blinders on and going tunnel vision, because the, the best work is when you put your head down and just go,
1: exactly. um,
0: you know, the accolades can, can come later, but I really appreciate you coming on. The show today and yeah. doing
1: this. Yeah, was uh, this was great. such a
0: random idea, and I had a ton of fun doing this.
1: Oh, this is awesome. I, I sent all my employees home early today because we had a we got a pretty bad <laughs> ice storm going on out here today. And my my PM and office manager called after they left and like, are you going home? And I'm like, no, I got stuff to do. Like, I got a quiet office. I'll figure yeah. out getting home. If not, I got a couch over there and a hammock upstairs. <laughs> like, I'll Facetime my kids and tell them good night, and I'll just camp out. <laughs>
0: Well, Lucas, again, thank you. I really appreciate you being just part of the, the Bread to Build community. I That's exactly that. why we do it. And one thing that I would like to share with you is, you know, as you're going through this rebuild phase, both personally and professionally, you have a community of people around Bread to Build that are doing exactly the same. I'm a business owner and entrepreneur at the end of the day, too, just like you. And, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are really just trying to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, their families, their business, their community, whatever it is, that's ultimately what bread to build means to us. And I appreciate you being part of it.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate the invite and appreciate this, uh, Friendship, business relationship, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, here. This no, is definitely
0: good. something seeding here. I like it. I, I
1: agree. I completely agree. I've <laughs> had the same thoughts that, you know, I, I've enjoyed that. And, and it's, and bread to build has been, been a big thing for me this last month or so. And I know it's been a short time, but it's a lot of points that have came into play and, and been huge for me in my growth. So yes, recommend 10 out of 10. Like watch, listen to the podcast, take in as much content as you can. It has been phenomenal. And I do appreciate you inviting me, even though I was super nervous being my first ever podcast. And But I appreciate you taking a leap of faith with me. And I'm glad that this has worked out well in your eyes.
0: You did well, man. The reason why you're where you're at is you choose to get out of your comfort zone.
1: That's where growth happens. Exactly. Exactly. All right.
0: righty, guys. Well, Lucas, thanks for coming on today and just running this off the cuff. And to everybody listening i guess we're doing all right so thanks for tuning in thank you